Hello and welcome to CBuzz, a collaboration between the Columbus Chamber and CD1025. We bring you the best stories from Columbus business owners. I am your host, Dan Swartout. Today's story is brought to you by Rev1. Rev1 is a seed stage venture development organization that combines investment capital and strategic services to help entrepreneurs build products that people want and helps companies to succeed. Today, we're talking with two entrepreneurs that Rev1 has helped. I'd like to welcome Phil George and Andy George from MentorClick. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Uh, we felt very honored to get to be a part of this. No, we're thrilled to have you. We've been hearing so much about your business so many exciting things and it's it's kind of interesting it's a new business for us here on CBuzz and I think it might be a new business for a lot of listeners out there could you tell us a little bit about mentor click what it is and what it does yeah mentor click is a software system that helps companies launch and manage their mentoring programs and and really employee development programs across their organization now, this is uh, Phil George, by the way, and Andy <laughs> is the one who talked uh, initially. They sound kind of similar, so I'll try to keep score for everyone listening. Um, and you got it just right on the Brothers George. We get that a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier. So so it's, it's, it's a software that companies utilize to match mentors and mentees? That's exactly right. Uh, we we kind of liken it to eHarmony internally. Uh, it, it, uh, <laughs> we do, and we, we talk about it that way amongst ourselves. But it really is an effective way to uh, empower employees to really have the insight within an organization that they need to be successful. It makes their life better. It makes uh, ultimately the top and bottom line for for companies better as well. Because when when you're thinking about employees companies, you hear oftentimes people talk about having a mentor or the mentoring process, but there really a lot of times doesn't seem to be a process. It's like, how do you find a mentor? I obviously want somebody who's got experience, who knows what they're doing, who can impart knowledge to me, but how do, you, how do I go about finding that? And you guys have a solution for that. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that was a big part of, you know, in a small company where maybe you have 20 employees or something, you look across the room and you can say, oh, you know, Susan would be great to match up with Jim. She could, you know, transfer some knowledge there. As that company gets bigger, as you have, you know, dozens of locations, maybe in multiple countries and things like that, being able to manage that kind of a process for thousands of employees, what happens is people get siloed in their own little world and, and don't always get the opportunity to reach outside of that, get access to another part of the business, another part of, you know, where they might be interested in learning about. And so by giving them access to that and giving them the opportunity to learn about those areas, employees become more engaged, they develop their knowledge of the business, and then ultimately for the, for the companies, they retain those employees because they're excited about where they might go next and they find out about an opportunity that they could pursue within the company and, and something interesting going on. And so it's really to help people break out of their day-to-day, -day, you know, who they get uh, access to on a day-to-day -day sure, basis and sure. get that mentorship outside. Now, I, this software is really interesting to me. This process is interesting to me. How exactly, I mean, without, without spilling all your secrets, <laughs> without uh, revealing all the secret coding, how exactly, in, in layperson's terms, how does it work? Uh, it, it, 
our philosophy is to make it as simple as possible. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, it isn't simple, but but it feels like that to the employees. They get the opportunity to sign up to indicate precisely what they're looking for, which is a real uh, important part of that process because they get buy-in. So they, I- so I kind of I fill out a profile. I go in, and again, I'm talking to Andy, and I go in, and I, I, I fill out a profile. So when you say you liken it to eHarmony, it's kind of like I'm filling out a profile that matches me up with with somebody else who filled out a profile. Exactly. We don't have uh, 26 dimensions of compatibility. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I got that number right, but that rings a bell. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but it's really, uh, unlike a LinkedIn profile, for example, it's mm-hmm. really about your mentoring profile in the okay. sense of uh, we look at personality, we look at uh, their professional interests in terms of competencies that they're interested in working on. And so it's really to say, if I could have an ideal mentor, what would they look like? What would they help me with? How could they help? kind of take me and, and mold me into what I'm interested in working on and then goes and searches within the company to find other mentors who've indicated specialties in certain areas and things like that so you can connect with them. Now, now that we've got a little bit of a foundation for what it is that Mentor Click does, I want to learn a little bit more about the brothers George. You both have interesting <laughs> backgrounds before you started Mentor Click. And then after we talk a little bit about that, I obviously, and I think everybody wants to know, running a business with a sibling. What's that like? So I'm excited to learn about that as well. This is perfect because we love to talk about ourselves. So Awesome. And I love talking about you guys. So this is fantastic. Now, And this isn't our first business together. It yeah. isn't. What was your first business no, we, together? We, we first started a, uh, a business when we were about 10 and 12. Okay. Uh, and uh, Similarly, you know, we we kind of look at ourselves as different dynamics of the business. So I'm I'm the operations person, and and Andy's really the the personality behind the business. And so from that standpoint, he was the artist at that point. Okay, we were, it was a rock business. We would mold rocks, and then <laughs> and then Andy would paint them. And, Wait, in the shape and, of a heart. They were they were molded in the shape of a heart. Now, how did you mold? They were heart stones. They were heart stones <laughs> with with people's anniversaries on them for weddings, and, family and names like that. Flowers. You did this when you were. 10 and 12? Yeah. This sounds like a great business now. I want to get into this Hearthstone business now. Let's leave Mentor Click and start back up Hearthstone. Why did that fall apart? It was it. Yeah, it was, well it was really because there was too much demand. So we became really efficient. You know, I watched Andy do a few of these and I was like, "Wait, I could get really good at making those for you and you could really turn these out." So he started turning them out and then after a while, we got so much demand from the store that we were distributing them through. Then he was like, I just feel like a factory. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. My goodness. Burnt out. So it, it was, burnt out at as the a, age of 12. Yes. <laughs> I guess it was scalability, which is something really we're solving is, now. Yeah. Yes. Now, Andy, you... Uh, you are, are, and it's funny you mentioned that because I wanted to get into that a little bit. Your operations versus the artist because you have an arts background you you have probably from the ohio state from the ohio state university (laughs) you have a degree in in painting so you're a painter you're a fine artist and you're also a pilot how did that come about well it's hard to explain in my head it all fits Uh in place it makes sense for me but i I think it's just lots of people have multi-dimensions to themselves and and you know i certainly fit into that so there's this incredibly rational part of me and i think that's what's attracted to that 
industry and what inspired me. Um, but in the same context, even with regard to flying, uh, my earliest attraction was visually. I, I flew model airplanes, and I loved to watch airplanes fly. So I think there's always this dichotomy of, of rational and and uh, creativity that that blends itself together. And, and and mentor click is no different, really, for me. And Phil, you are. You, you, you went to Idaho as an undergrad, correct? That's right. University of Idaho. Then you went to West Point and uh, majored in economics. So definitely coming at, uh, at your business, at, at your career from a little bit of a different approach than, than, than an artist, a painter. And then you went and joined the Peace Corps. And, and you've had an interesting career as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I think actually for us, the the beginning of Mentor Click goes back to uh, some of my time in the Peace Corps. Uh-huh. So I worked uh, with a nonprofit that we established to uh, increase uh, women's business education. Right. And kind of the capstone of the curriculum that we developed with the university uh, here in the States was that the women would get connected with the mentor. And it was really outside of their sphere. And so they would uh, get connected with a mentor in the capital that was a leader in the country. I was in Armenia uh-huh. doing the Peace Corps. And so, so it really goes back to that. I, I helped create that mentoring program. And then, you know, w- once I transitioned into, into a, a larger company, we got involved in their mentoring program. And so, so all of that has been an evolution to, I feel like, where we find ourselves today, which was I was working for a big company you know, working on mentoring. I was an uh, executive sponsor for the program, uh-huh. a coordinator for the program, and ultimately a mentor for a dozen people over the course of a few years and just saw how challenging this is for companies, for employees. You know, for employees, it's about finding space in your schedule to do the thing that you would love to help somebody out to do, you know, to right. help them along in their career. But being able to fit that in with, with other priorities that you have, for coordinators that are trying to support these programs and trying to give employees the best experience, being able to see what's happening, where you could actually help someone. And so, you know, being able to have a system that helped you see where the gaps are in your program and things like that. And so, so really that kind of different background uh, comes from, got me to a place of kind of a process improvement, if you will. Right. And so, it was really about looking at mentoring and saying, how could I take that process improvement, the economics of mentoring, which there's been a lot of case studies to really identify the value, not just to the employee, but to the company sure. of supporting this and really having a culture that uh, supports mentoring and supports employee development in that way. And so it was really taking that background and then applying it to this problem. You're getting happier employees. You're getting less turnover, more productivity, things like that that come from effective mentoring programs. Exactly. Now, Phil, so you've got this idea, this idea, this kernel for I want to improve the mentoring process for companies on a broad scale. How do you come to this to the place where you reach out to Andy and say, I've got this idea. Remember how awesome Heartstones was <laughs> way back when? I've got this idea. Come with me and let's make this happen. How did that come about? Uh, it was not immediate. Yes. On my, I, I should point out that um, if it's not incredibly obvious, Phil is a very persuasive individual. <laughs> I've already, and, I already bought mentor click today and I don't even own a business. So yeah, he's done great. And relentless. So, so the combination of being inspiring and relentless and persuasive uh, 
really attracts some very talented people. So uh, I was really just the first um, in, in a whole string of very talented people that have come and joined our team. Uh, to the point, uh, back to the Peace Corps, um, our chief technology officer, Miles, um, was actually Is a that coworker. The plumber? That's the plumber. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> uh, he was a colleague of Phil's in Armenia in the Peace Corps. And um, I do remember way back then, every time I heard this guy's name, it was, Miles is just brilliant. And uh, what does that mean? I, you know, I'd try to get Phil to describe that. Right. And, you know, he would just go on endless, this guy's just smart, like everything. You know, he just knows what to do. He boils these incredibly complicated tasks down to the, its essence, et cetera. So, so when the opportunity came around to involve him in our team, I knew immediately, wow, this is going to be awesome. So you're, what are those initial days like that, because you're obviously, did you leave your company to start MentorClick? I did, yes. Like right off the bat? Right. Yeah, so like, so what, were those initial, what were those initial weeks, months like? I mean, did you develop the soft, I mean. Was I, it anxiety or what would you, <laughs> how would you say that, Phil? Uh, I, I mean, I think the the first uh, few months, uh, if that's really what you're asking about, are a lot of dreaming yeah. of, you know, changing the world, what that could look like. Uh, and then from there, you get down into the nuts and bolts of, OK, how do we actually accomplish that? Right. Uh, and so uh, so we've we've been in the weeds, you know, for the last few years since since the dreaming stage. And now the fun thing is we're actually starting to see some of those dreams come true in terms of making the impacts that we had talked about. You know, I think, I think it, people sometimes have a misperception about startups where you have this idea and then you see the results like three months later, you know? And so I think we probably went into it with blinders on a little bit of like, oh, we're just going to do this. And then, you know, we're going to see the results immediately. I'd like to point out that these are necessary <laughs> things. You need to have blinders yeah, you, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because there's yeah. hard work in between that dream and actually making it come to reality. For so sure. you guys have a definitely come with a different mindset, different backgrounds. How do you, especially at that beginning time, how did you kind of balance each other out and how did you deal with conflicts that inevitably happen when you're not only business partners, but you are the brothers George? I'd like to take <laughs> issue with the, the fact that you're indicating these conflicts are a thing of the past. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just interested. I, I'm, I'm especially interested in, in the beginning stages because you both came from probably a fairly comfortable place for both of you. You're going into the unknown, and when you're especially at the beginning and the unknown, that could maybe heighten tensions a little bit, I, I tend to think, or, or maybe it doesn't. That's why I'm real curious about those initial few months. I, th I think what Phil pointed out, there really is something, um, people talk about it um, you know, in romantic relationships too, there's this juice that happens in the early stages that helps to bond you yeah. and get you through more difficult periods i think it's no different when you're thinking of co-founders that there was so much intensity so much energy so much enthusiasm so much excitement and dreaming that happened in the early stages that it really did help us get through the points that became rather difficult uh -huh. you know points in time where important decisions were being made that actually affects you know your lifestyle or things that are going on around you and uh I feel like if you don't have the right partner when that happens, I think that's literally when uh, startups can crumble right out of the gate, you know, even six months in or nine right, months in right. when you really start hitting those tough 
periods of time. Uh, Phil and I work well together from a strategy standpoint. We push each other, and that's where some of the strife can come from. But it's it's ultimately iron sharpening iron, in my opinion, to to test each other, call each other out on things that don't make sense, uh-huh. et cetera, so we don't get too far in the wrong direction. Now, you're both Central Ohio guys, grew up here in Central Ohio. Mentor Click started in Los Angeles, correct? <laughs> Uh, it kind of started uh, in the Midwest and Los Angeles. Okay. So uh, I was living in LA at the time. Okay. And Andy was living here in uh, Columbus. So we, so y- you were asking about, you know, when we had the idea. It was actually, we were FaceTiming at the end of a kind of a three hour FaceTime conversation where we're just kind of sitting around having coffee and talking about this and said, let's do this. Right. Let's move forward. Uh, so, so from there we thought about, okay, what does moving forward look like? You know, how would we get the team together to do this and, and ultimately decided on Ohio as the location to do that. So, so we were actually founded here in Columbus. Uh, I ended up moving back to Columbus to, to start this, to build the team and, and which I'd like it. to point out was, uh, <clears throat> it was a consternation. It was, it wasn't so obvious. Um, I, I think, um, there was some doubt and uncertainty about it, mm-hmm. but, but frankly, we now recognize it, it was maybe the single best decision we made. Columbus. Uh, absolutely. And uh, I think it's now why is that? The, the consternation comes from, you know, I'm in California, right? So somebody might start a business uh, in the Midwest and think, oh, I should probably go to the West Coast sure. to start the business. So it's a little bit backwards in a lot of people's mind to start on the West Coast and then come to the Midwest right. to do a tech startup, right? And so, but I think what we found was the community here is so close-knit and so supportive and helpful and wanting to see you succeed. And the other thing that you have in your backyard is a lot of big companies. So yes. for, specifically for our product, it's about helping employees at large companies really develop, really understand their career path. And so having all of those companies around who also want to support and they want to support the community because they want to be good community partners. And they also want to see innovative technologies take hold at their companies and really make a difference for their employees or their businesses. And so it's really kind of the best of both worlds in terms of a close knit startup system and a really supportive company corporate environment that's that's really supporting that startup ecosystem and that's right here in columbus exactly and it, it's dynamic as well it's growing we've seen in the last two years really consistent growth a lot of shift a oh, lot yeah. of energy around this and uh, you know uh, well, we're seeing it here right, on cbuzz with some of the great <laughs> companies that come in and it's just like this stuff is happening right here in columbus right here in central ohio and i think that's one of the cool things about this show is you know it as entrepreneurs, you know it as being in the field and in the realm, but now through sharing your stories and some of the other stories we've shared, a lot more people know it, and I think that's fantastic. I, I would be amiss if we didn't point out, too, as part of that story, uh, our partner, Rev1 Ventures, is based right here in Columbus, and they're really a, a key part of that ecosystem because they really focus on really early-stage startup companies, really helping them find a path forward, getting them connected to the right mentors, and that was absolutely, I'd really like to point this out, this was a key part, we feel, of our success is being connected to the right mentors that absolutely volunteer their time, they're just 
just enthusiastic um, entrepreneurs themselves or serial entrepreneurs, and they were very helpful sending us in the right direction and, and giving us the kind of advice we needed to not make some major missteps. Well, I was going to ask about Rev1 a little later on, but since you brought it up, now's a great time to talk about it. Tell us a little bit about Rev1, what they do in a little bit more depth than you just did, and, and how you guys came to be hooked up with them, how that process came about. Because you guys are, 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 right now, your offices are located at Rev1 right now, correct? That's correct. Okay, so tell us a little bit about how that relationship came to be and what they do on a broader scale. Yeah, so, so Rev1 is a... Uh, it's an incubator. It's a, a venture arm. It's a lot of things all in one. And so they, they offer services for, uh, for technology companies. Right. Uh, they offer space to, to grow those companies. And then ultimately they offer funding, you know, for the right companies at the right time. And so, so for us, uh, part of that evolution was they have a, a concept academy that you start in, which is, you know, when your idea is in the earlier stages, it's kind of helping you vet that with early customers, mm -hmm. getting you in front of, you know, so they set you up with some large companies in the area that are corporate partners and things that VPs come in and just vet your idea. You know, you can, it, it's, it's different to go to a customer that you're trying can, to land. Can that that vetting process be is that that sounds intimidating it can be because well <laughs> and, and so that's that's the beauty of it so so if you think about you know i'm gonna go out to some fortune 500 company and try to sell my product that is really intimidating and so if you could take that and say what if i could get five vps from some fortune 500 companies to sit down with me in a in a more relaxed setting and just give me some feedback on my product and how i might position that to others if i'm not candid feedback candid. Oh, i bet it's candid that's why it's like <laughs> i mean that's why it sounds like good golly i, I could see somebody walking out of that room with a tear in their eye like this is my life's work it's terrible no i'm just and <laughs> yeah. sometimes you get that which is uh i don't think you should be selling to our industry you know that sort of candid feedback where yeah. it's like okay well like I could have talked to 10 people in your industry that would have been nice and it would have taken me five meetings with them to yeah. get to that level of honesty. And so I'd rather get there today. Because, Absolutely. You know, with, with, with startups and high growth companies, it's about moving quickly, being adaptable to where your technology could fit best and product market fit and really finding where the value could be for, for customers. So Rev1 provides that, the vetting process. And how did you, uh, did they approach you? Did you approach them? I mean, how did that relationship come about? We, we originally found them uh, web presence. I, I remember, hey, what is this? We should check this out. And we, uh, I remember we, we bickered back and forth about what we should do. And I said, let's just stop by. Okay, let's just stop by. So, so and we you just walked into Rev1 <laughs> and said, hey, we're the guys from Mentor Click. <laughs> Pretty much. And what do you guys do? We <laughs> wanted to learn more. Let's right now. And uh, honestly, they were very friendly and yeah. accommodating. I, I remember walking out that day feeling rather surprised. And just sort of proud, excited that this existed right here in Columbus. What was the process like? Because you've got the idea, you're building the product, um, but eventually you got to make some money. What was the process of that first sale like? What was the feeling like? What was? How did you make it? How did you accomplish it? And how did you? How did you celebrate afterwards? <laughs> I mean, it must have been. I mean, that first sale because that's like that's that's what you start for to to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we celebrated with ice cream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> and then beer. I, uh, yeah, I, not a not a not a beer float, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it it is very exciting, and I think it's that it's that first part. You know, uh, for software companies, oftentimes there's so much work that goes into the intellectual property of building out a technology that could be useful for other people that, you know, oftentimes you start out with some customers that are pilot customers, Mm -hmm. maybe not paying initially just to get some user feedback on how it works kind of what that looks like, where the value points are to push harder on with from a development standpoint. And so so we kind of started with some uh, companies that were some Fortune 500 companies, some universities. We were we were dabbling in a couple of different industries trying right. to understand what our where the real value could be seen with our product. And so, you know, once we transitioned some of those early customers to paying customers, that was very exciting, partly yes. because it's it's that idea that you're watching it being used, you're seeing the value, and then you're and then you see, oh, people are actually willing to write checks for that, you know, and checks that aren't small for the value that you're providing to them. I think, you know, it actually, in my recollection, it, it wasn't um, uh, getting paid that I remember so well. Uh-huh. I actually remember the first time we got a verbal commitment. It was not a contract yet, a verbal commitment to launch a program for a Fortune 500 company based on the West Coast, but a global company. And um, I got off the phone, uh, gave Phil the quick debrief about uh-huh. what just happened. And and there was a moment for about five or six sef- seconds that I recall that was complete silence. Yeah. And he looks at me and says, man, we have a company and we gave each other a big high five. Yeah. That's just like in the commercial, yeah. you know, it's like the commercial, you close on the high five and yeah. then you both turn to the camera and give a thumbs up. I love it. Yeah. Now, how big is your company now? You have how many employees besides the two of you? Yeah. So we, we've, we have about 10 employees. And wow. That's, that's pretty rapid growth since you guys started in just 2012. It yeah, is. yeah, we're we're planning to to double in size over the next year to, to eighteen months. So we we actually just closed a, a larger investment round of of about a million dollars that are helping us build out our technology a little bit more right. with some of the resources and things that we're able to provide some of these large companies. Now you you keep talking a lot about larger companies, Fortune five hundred companies, a little bit about universities. Do you find that these larger companies are the prototypical? clients for mentor click or are there other other types of companies that you think you're it's, focusing on as well it's a great question it's really just the tip of the spear so uh-huh. we look at that as a market opportunity strictly because they have the biggest need and they have identified it it's the biggest uh, and and most burning need that they have and so they need to solve the problem uh, we also recognize though that this is an emerging need with which really all kinds of organizations so this is really about employee mentoring employee mm-hmm. development and so we're also finding uh a lot of need and desire at companies that range from about a thousand to five thousand employees, so well below the Fortune 500 level. It's just that that is that is the most dynamic environment right now to work in. And they, when when we have a conversation with those professionals, they know we speak the same language. They already have identified these problems and are trying to solve them actively. Yeah, and I think part of the the value proposition is there's there's value at at any level, sure. even with fifty employees, of having a great mentoring program. Mm-hmm. That value it increases exponentially when you have fifty thousand employees, where you're trying to connect them across a lot of different locations, and so not so, an easy task logistically. Yeah, and I think part of that is oftentimes those 
that size of a company, they have actually 10 programs, you know, some onboarding programs, some for emerging leaders, some succession planning, some programs for your finance people, for your salespeople. The organization is so big that there's such an opportunity to help in so many facets of the business that, that that's really been a good fit for us because the technology can scale across all those different programs to lots of different employees and really have a high impact. Now, you guys have been at this now since 2012. You've obviously accomplished a lot, rapid growth. There are always obstacles, unforeseen things that happen along the way. What is something that's come up that you guys really weren't expecting, weren't prepared for? And how did you deal with that? Because I think that's something that all entrepreneurs face and, and all entrepreneurs are people hoping to become entrepreneurs. Uh, they like to know, how, you know how other folks have handled these types of things. Uh, I, so I would say one thing, I, probably one of the hardest moments in our history yes. as a company, you know, when we first started, uh, we had some savings, uh -huh. right? And so we, we both put money into the business. We got far enough along to kind of get to an initial product and start to see some traction. Yeah. Uh, and that was the point at which we had kind of shopped around for, you know, raising some additional money. Uh-huh. It's not as easy to come by as you think. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so we were looking at it thinking, well, you know, we, we don't have the coffers in our own savings account to push this forward. So we actually went out early on in the business and raised money from friends and family. And it was, I mean, that was the biggest shot in the arm that you could ever imagine is, I mean, we, it took us three weeks and we raised all everything that we were looking for really? from friends and family. It was amazing. They, people just stepped up from, you know, just sent out some emails. Of, here's what we're doing. Here's what we're trying to solve. And so they believed not just in the product, but they believed in you as well. Exactly. It really was. It was emotional. It was um, just to recognize that 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 clearly um, that you had that level of support and could find that level of support. And people were they weren't just willing; they were excited to be involved and be part of something like this. What do you see on the horizon for Mentor Click, uh, both as a as a product and as a business? The, I this is our favorite part. You're you're, you're inviting us to dream with you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'll let Phil start with this. We we do we do take a little time now and then to make sure that we keep dreaming with each other. Yeah, and I think so. You know, the early stages of a company are all about, particularly within software, about trying to find your product market fit. And so uh, that's been a journey for us. And, and, and we felt really good about what we've identified as being a really good fit for us within larger companies. But really, as we as we think about what that expansion looks like. Part of it is about being able to help those larger companies really have better programs and not just mentoring programs. You know, that's, that, that was one of the things that we learned along the way. We started with mentoring programs, but we really help in lots of different development programs, be it uh, diversity and inclusion, where mm -hmm. you're trying to uh, um, support women getting into leadership positions or be more inclusive of certain groups within your company. And so it's been really heartwarming for us to know that we're having an economic impact and we're having a really good personal impact across the board from a dream standpoint is you know a high percentage of employees in the United States at some point feeling like they're 
their professional life is simply better, something they have yeah. to look forward to because of the product we created. I mean, really, if you just boil it down to the individual level, to think that we even have friends that will eventually benefit from this, you know, they have plenty of challenges themselves in their professional life, but to have a program that they can be involved in that right. they look forward to that they're getting something really personal out of uh, and that impacts them positively, that, I mean, I think that's enough. This has been a truly enlightening conversation. Uh, Andy George, Phil George, thank you guys so much for, for being here with us. How, how can we find out more about MentorClick, social media on the internet? And is there anything more you'd like to add that we haven't touched on? Yeah, so uh, you can find us at uh, MentorClick.com. Dot com. And that's so, C-L-I-Q. C-L-I-Q. Thank you for that <laughs> clarification. Uh, and uh, we're on LinkedIn. Uh, our emails are uh, phil.george at mentorclick.com or andy.george at mentorclick.com. We invite anybody to stop by Rev1 too. I, I, I think even if it wasn't an entrepreneur, I think it's awesome just to see what's there and, and to see what's going on and all the other companies that, that we surround ourselves with as well. Thanks for listening to CBuzz. I'm Dan Swartout. CBuzz is a collaboration between the Columbus Chamber and CD1025. CBuzz is produced by Delara Casey, engineering by Mark Pasternak from Jump Goat Media, and the recording studio is provided by GrooveU. Thanks to our partner, Rev1, for bringing us today's episode. Rev1, helping entrepreneurs build products people want and companies that succeed. But most of all, thank you for listening to CBuzz. We appreciate it, and we will catch you next time.